God. So whatever you're going through is not an accident. God has systematically planned it for your life. Do you hear what I'm saying? The Bible says that the footsteps of a righteous person are ordered by the Lord. Yes. You're righteous because you put your faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, let me find out how many righteous people are here today. Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Amen. Then raise your hand. Then based upon that, you're righteous. Not of yourself, but based upon the fact that you put your faith in whom? What's his name? You put your faith in God, but you put your faith in God by sending his son, yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. And Christ says, no one cometh to the Father but by me. So how many put your faith in Jesus Christ? Amen. The risen Lord. Amen. So by putting your faith in Jesus Christ, God declares you righteous. Now, you may not feel righteous. <laughs> how many don't feel righteous? Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, based upon something that we may have. God. Or we may have said. Do you hear what I'm saying? God. And that's rightfully so. Amen. David says, Who am I? I'm a man of what? And I dwell among the people of what? He said, He said, From my mother's womb I was what? Born in what? Sin. Sin and iniquity. So 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 we know from the scriptures that we can claim a right to our unrighteousness. I'm trying to go someplace. But I'm trying to position your mind to receive what God wants you to receive. Amen. Are you with me so far? Anybody ever, anybody ever went into a deficit financially? Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean you, I mean you were rolling, and then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden you went into a deficit. Amen. Right? Come on, talk to me. Amen. Anybody been into a? You you were rolling. I mean, January, February, March, you were rolling, right? And, and then, but then now all of a sudden the bills and the taxes. Kind of ate up all of what you, yeah. and the expenses got really what? Anybody, I'm trying to get your yes. mind ready for what God wants to deposit in you today. Yes. So now, can anybody ever hit rock bottom financially? Amen. It ain't that you can't recover, but today you're rock bottom. It ain't that ain't no money coming, but today you're and you're in between having and broke. I had, but now I'm broke. broke. I'm going to have again, but I'm broke right now. But you, in your reality, you're broke right now. Regardless of what you're going to get tomorrow, you're right. broke today. Right. And you yes. feel your brokenness. Yes. 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 Okay. I'm just trying to get you ready. Amen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes. Anybody broke? Yes. That you got more bills than you got money to pay? Amen. Are you neglect paying bills so you can have some money? Yes. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So you neglect paying bills so you can have some money. You can feel good having what? Money. But really that money belongs to somebody. Yes. But you, you get amnesia that you owe them. Yes. Amen. Do you owe more people than you got income coming in? Yes. Let me ask that question. That, that, that'll kind of put you where you really are. Yes. Because you can have money and owe more people that you haven't paid. That's right. And still feel good about your... Until you get a notice in the mail. That's right. To remind you that you owe somebody. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. Can I ask you another question? Amen. When you make money, is there ever time you can stop making money? Nope. I felt that thing in my spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you make money, is there ever a time you can stop making money? But the more money you make, the more expenses that you occur. Yes. That means you got to make more. Money. But now the wear and tear is on your what? Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Yes. I'm trying to go someplace. And yes. sometimes in the church, the only thing you can relate to is money. Amen. If I talk spiritual, you're not going to hear spiritual. Yes. So Christ, Christ, Christ grew up in an agricultural society. So everything that he, he made reference to had to do with what? Plants and, 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 and farming because he grew up in that type of environment. Yes. And he, re he related the kingdom principles based upon the culture that he was in. Yes. So he said a farmer went out to, they understood farming principles. Yeah. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. See, we are a financial type mindset yeah. here in America. We are a capitalistic society. So, so, so I got to use biblical terminology based upon what we are culturally 
accustomed to. So when I talk about money, I'm really talking about a spiritual concept. I'm not really talking about money. I'm talking something spiritual. But you can't understand the spiritual, so I try to relate it to the natural. Amen. Amen. To make a spiritual what? To make a spiritual point. If I went straight into the spiritual, it would go over your what? But if I make it natural, something that you can relate to, then you can tie the two what? So you can get a revelation. Are you with me so far? Are you with me? So how many, how many have made money? But now you're experiencing a deficit. Because more money requires more effort. Yes. Wednesday we talked about we talked about our motivation. Yes. And we talked about vision. Uh-huh. And when and we talked about the time, the years of what? Expansion, where God is is pouring out blessings, our opportunities, our our witty ideas, Levi, to help us accomplish what he desires us to achieve. Right? Yes. Are y'all with, am I moving too fast? No, you're not. Am I moving too fast? No. Are you with me? Are you yes. following along yes. what I'm saying? Yes. I don't want to talk faster than you have your ability to hear. Yes. Are you with me? Yes. So, so we're in a year of expansion. And I told the people on Wednesday, I said, listen, it doesn't matter how you feel. God has made the decision to bless you. Amen. What happens when God makes a decision to bless you in spite of you? That means that regardless of what you do, God is still going to bless you in spite of. Amen. It ain't predicated on what you're doing. It's predicated on what he said. Are you hearing what now? What, with that comes an awesome responsibility. Yes. Because now I may, my behavior may be such that I don't deserve the blessing that God is pouring out upon my life. life or I may be uh, uh, mishandling the blessing to such a degree where the blessing is becoming more of a burden than a blessing. Yes. Amen. Have you ever made so much money that the people around you became your enemy because they saw how blessed you were being? Coming. Okay, y'all not. Hey, yeah. Okay. Are you with me so far? Amen. How many with me so far? Amen. How many with me so far? Amen. It, can I ask this question and I'm moving on? Amen. Can I ask this question and I'm moving on? Amen. How many realize that money ain't the answer? Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. That's right. Amen. The, uh, until you realize that man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the so it's not enough to have money. It's not that you need more money. You need to hear the voice of God. So God can give you instruction on how to deal with the money that's in your hand. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Y'all not with me so far. Are you with me? Amen. Levi, you don't need more money. You need more instruction from God. on how to utilize what you currently have. Amen. 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 Say neighbor. neighbor. You don't need more money. You need more God. You need more more revelation from God on how to handle what he put in your hand. Because more money will only frustrate the frustration that you're currently what? Because you're expanding in a season where God is calling for something. Can I I explain it? So in 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 my yard... I'm trying, I'm trying, okay. In my yard, you know, the, the sun is kind of, is hot. The weather, the, the, the temperature has changed. I mean, you got 90, 100 degrees weather, right? Yeah. And, 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 and so, and so the grass is, you know, it is dying. So, so, so I, I'm not, a, you know, I don't know that much about, you know, lawn work. So, 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 so I went out there and I got some grass seed. And I figured I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put a whole lot of grass seed down. And, and, and the grass is going to come back and it's going to be pretty. Right? So I, I put the grass seed down and I watered it and it, it didn't grow. So I said, well, maybe I get the wrong kind of grass seed. So I went out and got some more expensive grass seed. The kind that comes already fertilized. You know, it's green. You know, it, has, it comes with a coating on it. I said, okay, I'm going to put this fertilizer down and I'm going gonna, and gonna, to, and, and it's going to grow. And so I put it down there and I watered it. 
and it still didn't grow. And, and so I, I'm scratching my head trying to figure out why the seed that I'm planting is not growing. Because you pick a, you pick a seed and dirt together plus water cause it to what? Well, I got kind of frustrated. And, and, and I noticed that the neighbor had called in a specialist. Somebody that specializes in yard work. Now, now, granted, they had to pay a particular fee, right? They had to pay out of their pocket for this particular service. So I figured, look, I done exhausted all of my, my knowledge about this yard. It ain't a big yard. But, 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 and I said, well, let me go call this particular gardener. So the man, he comes at the appointed time, and, and I go out and, and meet him, and, and I said, listen, I explained to him what I'm explaining to you. I said, listen, I done, I done, I done put seed down here. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't put, I don't want to get some advanced seed and, 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 and I'm telling him everything that I did to make this grass grow. He looked at me and, and kind of laughed. He said, uh, this ain't the season for it to grow. <laughs> now, I done exhausted all of my time, all of my resources. I did every principle that I thought I was supposed to do in order to make this thing what? And the one that is a specialist wrote up on me and said, listen, this ain't the season for it to grow. You have to plant grass seed in the springtime. You hear what I'm, now, now something as simple, a conceptualized idea, as simple as that, you can miss it because you're thinking that if I put the right components together, it's going to yield to me what it's supposed to yield. But if you do anything out of season, although you're doing it right, technically you're doing it what? What I'm trying to tell you is God has shipped your season. And even though you're doing things right, technically you're doing things because the Bible says there's a time to plant, there's a time to, are you hearing what I'm saying? There's a time for everything under the what? So, and you can become frustrated doing things the right way, but in the wrong So I want to bring you up to date to where we are seasonally in God. So you don't frustrate yourself. So you don't wear yourself out. Amen. Bless the Lord. Are you with me so far? Are you with me so far? Now, with that, you're prepared to hear what the Spirit of God has to say. Now, watch this. One of the things that I've noticed, and, and, and I'm looking at all of Christendom, I'm looking at the entire church as a whole, and, and the thing that comes to mind is found in the book of Amos. Amos chapter 8, verse 11. Now, Amos was an Old Testament prophet called to the northern kingdom of Israel. Because there were, there were 12 tribes uh, that made up the nation of Israel. Ten was the northern tribe and two was the southern tribe which made up Judah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And Benjamin. Now, these were the people of God that God spoke to Abraham and Moses about and said that I'm preparing a promised land for them. These are the same people that God delivered out of the land of what? Out of Egypt, Right? And said, there's a land flowing with what? Milk and honey. And they went into covenant with God. And God made a covenant with this particular nation. And, and God prospered this nation. And he says, your, your seed would be like the stars of heaven. So numerous, okay? So, so now when we see the progression of Israel in the Old Testament, we see that they have lost their favor with God. And God begins to send prophets to warn the people that they need to put their houses back in what? In order, uh, he's going to withdraw himself from them and turn them over to their enemies. Well, Amos was a minor prophet that, that spoke to the house of the northern kingdom and warned them that your behavior and your conduct as it relates to God is going to leave God to leave you to your enemies. Eventually, we see that the, the children of Israel goes into captivity. We see that they, they lose their inheritance. We see that they're scattered to the four corners of the earth. We see that God's judgment was true upon this particular people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. And so now, he says this particular word to the prophet Amos to give to the people. He says, watch this. And this is, this. I, I think this word, Tabitha, is going full circle. 
there is something that's happening in the house, in the church, that, that is very relevant to what is happening in the season. Amen. And you got to hear it. Look what he says in Amos 8 and 11. Amos 8 and 11. Are you with me so far? Amen. Listen what he says. Turn to it if you have. If your neighbor don't have it, let him, let him read along with me. Are you with me so far? Amen. Amos 8 and 11. It says, behold. Watch this. He says, the days are coming, declares the Lord God, even the sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine. Watch this. When I will send a famine through the land. Watch this. Not a famine of food or of thirst. For water, but a famine of hearing, watch this, the words of the Lord. Amen. Yes. Watch this. He says, God is sending a famine. What is a famine? That's when everything goes what? Drought. That's when that's when that's when the gardens, the vegetation, everything what? The rivers, everything what? Dries up. And what I'm saying to you as the sons and the daughters of God, as the children of God, I'm saying there's a famine that's going through the land. And although you have natural provision, there's still something in you that's thirsty. Yes. Am I talking to anybody but yes. myself? Amen. In other words, you got money in the bank. Mm -hmm. You got great ideas, great concepts, great ways to do great things productivity in the land but there's something inside of you that's what? Yeah. That's thirsty and you're missing something. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Now, and you cannot fill that up with folly and sin. You hear what I'm saying? Because it makes the situation worse. Are you with me so far? Now, the, now the, 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 the temptation is this. The temptation is when there's a deficit in my soul. I'm going, I'm, going, I'm, going to, I'm going to indulge myself in righteous what? Living. I'm going to just let it all hang out. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But then the river drives up even what? More. So what happens when, when, when God is trying to get your attention and God is trying to get your priorities right and he allows you to continue to make money, to prosper, but something on the inside of you is what? Still feel depleted, void. It, I used to be frustrated when my bank account was, Empty. and it was understandable why I was frustrated. Yes. But what happens when your bank account is, yeah. and you still feel that same? Emptiness. That doesn't make any what? Because I thought the prosperity would bring me to a place of what? Yes. But it's bringing me to a greater place of what? Yeah. Because now I got to work even harder to get what I. Yes. And I don't want to maintain that level of. Yes. I need yes. to come to a place of contentment yes. and rest yes. where I'm satisfied with what I yes. and it seems like I'm not satisfied no. I gotta get more. more and the more I get the less I feel yes. it's a frustrating thing to get the car that you've been dreaming about and then the car that you've been dreaming about don't bring you to a place of what? Yes. Yeah. and it ain't as easy to go out there and get another car because yes. you know the minute that you got that car your credit report just went to Yes. <laughs> it was by the grace of God that your credit was where it was when you got the car. Amen. But six months after you get that car, guess what? You ain't paying bills like you were. Yes. Your stuff is just as. Yes. So you ain't got the credit to even get what you had when you had the grace to get what you got. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I know how this thing works. Yes. You right? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Credit report just goes straight one yeah. with the new car. Right. Right. Now you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So, so it's a roller coaster ride. Yes. You got income, but you don't have good work. Credit. credit. You got you, you got financing, but you don't have good work. Credit. credit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. It's an up and down. Yes. So just when you think that you're secure, yeah. insecurity yeah. comes in. Yes. Am I talking to anybody but myself? Amen. Am I talking to anybody but myself? I'm trying to have a conversation with you and not give you a sermon. Yes. Barry should not live by sermons alone. We need to have a conversation. Yes. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's a reason why more Christians are going to psychologists and therapists after Sunday service. You got more Christians going to therapists and psychologists and, and people that deal with the psychi the psyche. The psyche. That's, that's Monday, baby. You got more folk in the, uh, seeing the psychiatrist on Monday than they are on church on Sunday. Right. So they hear the sermon, go see their therapist the next one. Amen. What happens when the sermon ain't enough? Amen. And you need to, somebody to talk to your what? Mind. To your mind. Yeah. Be ye transformed by the what? Renewing of by the mind. renewing of your mind. You yeah. need somebody talking in your head. And sometimes sermons don't do that. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. So now look at Amos 8 and 11 again. It says, Behold, it says, The days are coming, declares the Lord God, the sovereign Lord. When, watch it now, look who's sending the famine. It ain't the devil. Look, look who's sending the famine. Sometimes we blame the devil for what the devil did not do. He says, When I will send a famine. Through the land. Not a famine of food and thirst for water. That is provision. Right. So you're going to have your car, you're going to have your apartment, you're going to have your clothes, you're going to have uh, 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 oodles and noodles in the You hear what I'm saying? You're not going to run out of oodles and noodles. You hear what I'm saying? But there's going to be a, a deficit on the inside right. of you. Am I talking too fast? No, you're not. Am I going too fast? No, you're not. Am I walking in your reality? Yes. All I want to know, I'll stop now if I'm not in your reality. Yes, sir. Am I in your reality? Yes. Have I stepped into your world? Yes. Am I stepping in your world? Yes. Let me know if I'm in your world or not. Yes. Am I in your reality? Yes, sir. Okay, as long as I'm in your reality, we can talk. Yes. Do you hear what I'm saying? Amen. How many of this is your reality? Lift your hand. Amen. Say amen. amen. So I'll know that I got the right sermon. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because I, I need to know I'm hearing from God too. Amen. And the Lord will give me a, a, a script. He said, talk about this. I say, well, well, is that relevant to what the people need to hear? Are you hearing what Amen. I'm saying? So I need to know by my own confirmation that this is where you are. Amen. In your what? World. In your world. In your reality. Are you with me so far? Amen. So he says, he says, no, no. No, look at so the neighbor. The neighbor. neighbor. This ain't the devil. What I'm feeling ain't the devil. What I'm feeling ain't the devil. The emptiness, the 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 dryness, the 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 how can we describe it? Describe it. How did how did it feel? It's say the word void. She calls it a void. Everybody has a terminology for it. So for Tabitha, it's a void. Anybody else is a void? You feel an emptiness? Do it feel like a void? Like like you're missing something? Yes, a longing. A longing? A void? What else? What how can we describe the season? A longing, a void, what is it for you? It's a what? It's a what? What do you feel? What do you feel? An emptiness. A void, a loneliness, an emptiness. What else? Uh, say that word again. Say it loud. Uncontentment. That's a dangerous place to what? It's a dangerous place to be in a place of what? Uncontentment. That means no matter what God is doing in your life, you can't really say you're not satisfied. It's almost like throwing blessings at a what? When there is no what? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now hear what I'm saying. Now watch this. Take that same dynamic that you're feeling the way that you're feeling. But now you got people pressuring you to keep doing what you are doing. Because you're satisfying them to a certain one. Degree. Because you're not just being a blessing to yourself. You're being a blessing to what? Everybody you have else. other responsibilities. Right. Yes. So what happens now when the people that are dependent upon you to keep doing what you're doing becomes the pressure in your life. Amen. And yes. you are not feeling any satisfaction in what yes. you're doing. Yes. Right. Matter of fact, you're feeling quite frustrated. Right. Wait a minute. Are you with me so far? Yes. Am I still there? Yes. Because you're taking care of other folk. Yes. That ain't really taking care of them. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Are you with me so far? Yes. You're taking care of other people. 
that I depended on you to keep doing what you are doing and to stay motivated because their life is dependent upon you. So the question is, where do I draw my strength from if the people around me are only dependent upon me and I'm no longer motivated to do what I've been doing to get what I've been getting to satisfy the people around me? And those are the questions that have to be asked in the household of faith. Because even though, though I am the gardener, although I'm the one that's going out and planting the seed and, 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 and laying the corn and picking the corn and taking it to the market, I'm looking around now and saying, who's going to help me yes. in this process? Or am I in this thing by myself? I need some. Yeah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I need some help because I can't carry everything. Yes. Are you with me? Amen. Now, what happens? Look at it. Say, say, what happens? What happens? What happens when God sends those types of people on a sabbatical? He tells them to go rest. If I rest, somebody's not going to... If I go on sabbatical, somebody going to go with... But if God sends me on a sabbatical, I ain't got no choice but to go on the sabbatical. Because right. I got to go wherever God is. Going. Jesus, That's right. thank you, oh God. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Right. I'm trying to talk to your what? To make sense of what's going on in your life. life. Are you with me so far? Amen. So now, so now, we see this in the life of Elijah, woman of God. When Elijah pronounces to Ahab and Jezebel, right, that there'll be no more what? Rain for what? Three plus years. Watch this now. So in this season, watch this. God tells Elijah to go and hide himself by the brook of Cherith. So now the man of God makes a pronouncement that there were, there's a famine coming through the what? Land. That is orchestrated by God. And now God tell, gives the man of God instructions that, hey, listen, you, you done created yourself some enemies. Because I'm going to allow what has been spoken to take place. And guess what's going to happen in the midst of this famine? The livestock and everybody's provision is going to be what? Destroyed. And now people are going to be in a deficit. And they're going to be looking for the individuals that's responsible for making that pronouncement. So I need you to go hide yourself so your enemies won't kill you in the process. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. Now, the man of God, being the man of God that he was, when he saw that God was going to be faithful over what he prayed for, he ran and hid himself, and God provided for the man of God in a secret place. Amen. Now, if God is providing for the man of God in a secret place, what has happened to the rest of the people that are not under the provision of God's care? Yes. They're going through something. Right. Yes. Amen. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. The people are going through, and the man of God is being protected. And there's a deficit going on the inside of you that nothing can satisfy. Amen. And the more that we do righteous living, the deeper it, the well dries up, the quicker it dries up. So I cannot go into righteous living because I'm saved. You know, when you really get saved for real, for real, that what you used to do, are you with me so far? What you used to do, you're no longer comfortable what? Doing it. You can't do what you used to do at the level that you used to do it and enjoy it at the place that you used to enjoy. Because now you got a conscience and the Holy Spirit is with you. Right. Yes. Anybody ever do something that you shouldn't have done and nobody was around? But the Holy Spirit convicted you Amen. and you found yourself repenting Amen. over what nobody saw you do. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. Just as guilty ain't nobody even called, declared you were what? It's your own conscience bringing you into what? So now that means that you're under the care of God. God is watching what we do in spite of. And God is taking responsibility to correct you. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. I ain't got to correct you. God is going to what? Correct you. Matter of fact, I'm too busy repenting myself. Uh -huh. I ain't got, are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. 
Save your from this one perverse generation. Somebody say, save yourself. Save yourself. Am I talking too fast? No, sir. Am I giving too much information too no, fast? Sir. Are you able to process what I'm saying yes, and pass what I'm saying? That means that you, have you ever been thirsty to the point you got to a water fountain and you just drank the whole water fountain? <laughs> this lets me know the measure of your thirst. How fast you're able to drink what I'm saying. Amen. If you ever want to know the deficit of your thirst, get into the word of God and see how much you consume in a matter of seconds. Because your spirit is like a sponge, is absorbing the word of God and is bringing refreshment to your soul. Yes. Now your flesh is your flesh. I can't got, I ain't got nothing to do with your flesh. I ain't got no authority over your what? Flesh. flesh. You got authority over your own what? Flesh. So I don't talk about your flesh and what you do with your flesh because that's between you and what? God, God what you do with your flesh. Yes. But I have authority over your spirit. Amen. Are you here? I'm the watchman of your soul. I, you hear? I, not, not your flesh, your what? Soul. But your flesh will drain your soul. And bring it to a place of what? Deficit. Where now it's what? Thirsty. Are y'all with me so far? Yes, amen. Are you with me so far? Amen. Are you with me so far? I said your flesh will pull on your spirit until your spirit become drained by the activity of the flesh. Because the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit against the one. They war with one another. Amen. And depending on how much impartation you, he's, and if you strengthen your inner man, then your inner man has the ability to overcome your what? But if you don't have no strength in your inner man, then your outer man is going to have preeminence over your life. Amen. Did you catch that? Amen. Did you catch it? So that's why he said, man, should I live by what? But every word that proceeds out of the mouth of what? God. So now you know why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. Now let's give you a solution to the madness. Are you with me, Zavon? Amen. Are you with me, Zavon? Amen. Now watch this. Watch this. So he says, he says, he says, he says, he says, I will send a famine through the land, not a famine of food or of thirst for water, but a famine of hearing. The words of the Lord. Are you with me, Zavah? Amen. Now, 2 Corinthians, go to 2 Corinthians 10 and 6. It says it this way. Watch this. We're going deeper, line upon line, precept by precept, a little here, a little what? So now we went from Amos, now we're going to 2 Corinthians because we want to prove what I'm saying by the word of God. Amen. Now look what he says here. Now watch this. So, 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 so now we prove that in the book of Amos. We are walking in that reality. God has caused famine to come into the land where now we feel a sense of emptiness, of, of voidness, of uh, 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 uncontentment, and now we need to reverse that process. So, look at this, neighbor. How do we reverse the process? How do we reverse the process? How do we, how do we come into the place where, where God is providing for us uh, at the level where we have a, a, a sense of fulfillment? Ask yourself that question. Say how. How? Say how. How? How does this happen? How can we achieve it? How can we obtain it? This is how you do it in Corinthians. Watch this. So because everything is found in the Word of God. Everything you need is in the book. It's a neighbor. Neighbor. Everything you need is in the book. Now get the right book. Because some translations out there now, they're leaving a lot out. So, so, so the only thing we can rely on is the is the King James, Amen. Amen. Uh, in, uh, you know the old King James, yes. sixteen eleven. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. So, so, so I'm just saying you just go, just you can't just get any Bible because some Bibles have been tampered with and they're leaving a lot of the Word of God out. Amen. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes. So you got to get the right word. Then you got to get the right preacher. Right. Amen. You got to get the right word and the right one. You gotta trust the leader that God has put in your life. Amen. Because everybody that calls himself a preacher ain't sent by God. Because he said many false prophets have gone out into the land. So if many prof prophets have gone out, it's a chances are you'd have ran into one. Because the Bible says there'd be many. Amen. And so if you try to listen just to anybody, Amen. anybody may just drive you further into a place of depression. Amen. 
and they're not really giving you the word of God. If the word don't challenge you to change, then it ain't the word. If the word of God does not challenge you to change, it ain't the word. Because when you encounter God, it demands change. How many, how many need to know there's something in your life you need to change? How many know that there's something in your life you need to change? So when you come into the house of God and that part of you is never challenged, you got to question the validity of what's being what? If you come into the house of God, and what is being spoken doesn't challenge the part of you that needs to be changed. Yes. You got to question the voice that's speaking to you. Amen. Because anytime you come into the house of God, it's going to be something said that challenges the You're other you. Amen. I ain't talking about the real you. I'm talking about the other you. Amen. You know, you got the real you yes. that is saved by the Spirit. Yes. Then you got the other you that is being transformed on a daily one. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? And the, and the one that's being transformed likes to have a more dominant place in your life. Am I preaching? Yeah. Am I teaching? Yeah. Is this happening in the body? Yeah. Now watch this. Can we go, can we go deeper into the word? Yeah. Now listen here. Now look what he says here. Now I need you to separate you from you. Okay? So in other words, there's two people on the pew other than you. That's you and the other you. So if somebody sitting next to you. That, that joker right there sitting next to you, I, I wouldn't even trust that joker. He's a hot mess. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's a hot mess. That person sitting next to you is a hot mess. That's one that keeps getting you in trouble. The person sitting next to you, I don't know if you may have given a name other than your own name. If that, that guy was named Spike for me. Spike, Spike got me in all kinds of trouble. Now, Spike comes in handy every now and then when I deal with another Spike. So when I deal with somebody that is, you know, that has that nature, that other nature rolls up and says, no, I'm spite. No, no, no you, you're a chap. No, I ain't chap. No, you bishop. No, I'm spite. Because I, yes. I got to deal with you because you act. Uh, yeah. Who got to deal with a fool? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes. Who is the other you? Because yes. you didn't bring that person to church. <laughs> you, brought, you, brought, you brought the good person to church. Are you with me so far? Amen. So I want to talk. I want to talk to the other person about this particular passage of scripture here. Now watch this. Watch, watch, watch. Now I need you to talk this to the other person because because you got to turn the over, other person over to God. You got to let God arrest the other person as often as God needs to arrest him. Amen. Uh -huh. Amen. You have to allow God to arrest and correct the other person as often as God seems it necessary. Amen. You can't let the other person take a position against the word of God. Amen. Or else that person that you brought to church with you will rule over your life. And now the person that God has assigned to your life to speak into your life, that person becomes an enemy to this person. Amen. See, Spike can understand everything you're going through. Because he went through everything you're going through. Amen. So I can relate to you. But I ain't just Spike. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. There's an office in me too. There's a spiritual office, an anointing in me that speaks from me. Amen. So you're not just dealing with the natural man, you're dealing with the spiritual man that has preeminence over the natural one. Yes. So when, I, when, when I'm in the office of whatever, <laughs> uh, a bishop or a chaplain or you hear what I'm saying, multiple heads, I have to operate a certain one. What? I see something coming out of my mouth that does not come out of my mouth when I'm spiked. Amen. Amen. I see revelation. See, see, somebody can call me and, 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 and I can be in a spike mindset. But, but, but depending on what their particular need is, if it's spiritual, all of a sudden something comes out of me that is spiritual. Amen. And I'm shooting revelation. And I don't know I'm shooting revelation until the person confirms that you done spoke what? Revelation. And I'm just as excited about the revelation that came out of me because a few minutes ago I was spiked. 
So we are both being edified by the Spirit. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. So the, so the anointing in me is desiring to edify. Yes. The spike in me is contention. But the two balances them out. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. Because I got to be spiked because I'm dealing with you. Amen. <laughs> so you don't Amen. know which one they're going to point to. I'm pointing. I'm pointing. Amen. <laughs> I'm dealing with you. Yes. And spike know how to deal with you. Amen. Know how to deal with you. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. Spike know how to deal with you. Amen. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Spike not to deal with you. That's uh, Spike not to deal with you. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. So Spike has to be, he says, be wise as a call, y'all. Yes, be wise as a serpent. Harmless as a dove. So there's two things going on in the man of God. Yes. He's got to be as a dove, yes. which speaks about the Holy Spirit. Yes. But then he got to be like a snake because he's dealing with the snake. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Which balances things what? Uh -oh. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. Now watch, you gotta understand what I'm saying because Christ himself was tempted in every way we were tempted and he is the son of God. Amen. So he's being the son of God, made in the image of God, yet he was tempted in every way that we are tempted. Yes. But without sin. Yes. But he can be touched by the feelings of our because he understands what it is to be tempted. Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen. So Spike understands what it is to be tempted. But the divinity in me knows the answer to that. Yes. Am I helping anybody? Yes. Are you with me so far? Amen. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. Now watch this now. So now my goal, my goal, my goal is to do one thing in your life going forward. And this is the word. The, the word, and, I, and we're going to read it from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 6. Matter of fact, it's verses 3 through, through 8. Now watch what he says here. Are you with me? Amen. And we're going to close on this. Are you with me somehow? Amen. Listen to, listen to what the word of God says. He says, for though we walk in the flesh, for though we walk in the flesh, and that ain't a good thing. That if they can say, David, that ain't a good thing. Because when you look at when you look at the fruit of the manifestation of the flesh, that's envy, that's strife, that yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with the flesh. Amen. In my flesh dwelleth no good one. So now watch this. So so when he says, though we walk in the flesh, that means there's nothing in my flesh that produces anything in what? Good. Talk to me now. Say so, so hit your flesh. Hit. You gotta hit yourself on this one, y'all. Metaphorically, you, know, you gotta hit you. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was sitting next to you, but when I say hit your flesh, you gotta hit you. <laughs> okay, alright. So, so now hit your flesh again. Don't hit no ghost. Because, because you're living inside your what? Your flesh. When you get up from here, you're gonna take your flesh what? With you. With you. Your flesh said you ain't going nowhere without me. <laughs> However, jacked up I am. Huh? You know you can't even you can't even like dislike yourself that much. Because you are yourself. Right. Yeah. You know, he said, love, 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 love your neighbor as you love your what? Self. So you that's a that's a concept that you gotta understand about even your what? Self. You gotta come to embrace even what you are. Even though what you are ain't necessarily what you need to be. Right. So I gotta like me in spite of me, me not liking me. And I can't throw me away. Yes. <laughs> okay. Do you understand that? Amen. You can't throw yourself away. Now it's easy to throw somebody else away. Yes. And we try to throw other people away all the time. Because right. they're not living up to our expectations. So we want to throw them away. Right. But you can't throw yourself away. Right. Yes. You ever try to throw yourself in a dumpster and then walk away? Mm -mm. <laughs> it don't work, do it? No. So you can't throw yourself away. You gotta deal with yourself. Listen, anybody gotta deal with myself. And if I deal with myself, I gotta have patience to deal with other people. Cause the ability to deal with other people is the is the is the ability to deal with your. The inability to deal with other people is the inability to deal with your own what? 
You might as well go have a drink, a Coke and a smile. Yes, amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because you can't even deal with your what? But God gives you grace to deal with yourself when you have grace to deal with others. Amen. So the greater their infirmity, it works better in your favor when you deal with it with patience. Amen. The greater their infirmity, the greater grace you receive when you deal with it with patience. Amen. Wow. Did you catch that? Amen. The greater the infirmity of the person next to you, as you deal with it in love and patience, God will give you the same grace to deal with your so you don't cut unraveled. Amen. You might know what it means to cut un unraveled. Yes. And when you just lose it, yes. you start going off on everybody. Yes. And roaches ain't get you no harm. <laughs> you going off on the roaches that was there before you got there. Roaches look at you and say, this is my house. I was here when you got here. I'll be here when you leave. Okay, hear what I'm saying. Are y'all with me so far? Now look at 2 Corinthians. I'm about to leave here. Look what he says. Go to 2 Corinthians. Let's deal with this last scripture and we're going to close. Are you with me? Amen. Look what he says. He says, now he says, for though we walk in the what? Flesh. We do not war after the flesh. Watch this. Hear me now. Watch this. Watch. 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 Say, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Are you with me? Are you with me? Amen. Look what he says. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down, watch this, watch this, imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity, watch this, every what? High thing. Thought to the obedience of Christ. So now watch this, watch this. Somebody, somebody, somebody hug yourself. Just hug it. Act like you're wrestling with yourself. Act like you're wrestling with your son. He said you don't war like that with your flesh. Because you'll never win. So whatever your flesh is doing right now. That you know ain't right. You can't win it with a wrestling match with it. Amen. You can't win. You got to turn that thing over to God. Somebody say turn it over to God. Turn it over to God. Confess it. And turn it over to God. Turn it over to God. Confess it. Denounce it. Turn it over to God. Every time your flesh acts in a manner that your spirit don't agree with, it's not for you to try to bring it under subjection yourself. You got to turn it over to what? God. That God may give you the power to what? Overcome. Because you can never overcome it in your own strength. Do you understand that? Amen. Anybody dealing with anything that you've been dealing with for a very long time that you've been trying to shake and you ain't shaking. And Amen. the more you shake it, the more it just get flavored. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It's like shaking bait. The more you shake it, the more it just get more what? Huh? Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. The more you try to shake it off of you, it's like you just making the season anymore. Yes. Intense. Yes. So next time, y'all not here. Y'all listen. Yes. I need some honest folk. Yes. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. Somebody say shake and bake. Shake and bake. Somebody say stop shaking. Stop shaking. So you stop baking. So okay, wait. Stop baking. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta trust God in the midst of what you're going. You gotta confess your faults. Because yes. he's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all what? Unrighteousness. So it's a time of what? Confession. confession. Somebody say confession. Confession. Not acceptance, confession. Confession. The minute that it happens and the Holy Spirit brings it to your what? Denounce it. Yes. Confess it. 
and turn it over. Yes, amen. And let God be the one that makes the difference in your what? Life. Watch this, watch this. He says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not what? But mighty through whom? God. To the pulling down of what? Strongholds. Strong. Now watch what strongholds. He, oh, they're, they're casting down what? Imagination. Imaginations. And every high what? That exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into what? Captivity. Captivity. You're going to put that thing in prison. Yes. Every what? Thought to the what? Obedience of Christ. So now everything starts with a what? A thought. Then we act upon what we think. Everything starts with a what? A thought. Now, watch this. I need one person to stand up. And move to the right. Oh, that right. Move to the left. <laughs> Everything starts with a what? Yeah, Everything starts with a start. And then you what? Yeah. You act on it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. So the next time you find yourself in a situation, know that you thought about it before you did it. Yes. Amen. Amen. Next time you find yourself in a situation, know that you thought about it before you so now, what you're going to do is ask God to meet you at the point of yes. not the action, yes. but the actual what? Thought. Say, God, I see a pattern in my what? Life. And I need you to meet me at the gate of yeah, before this thing go into action. Yes, action. Amen. Are you with me so far? Just come in. It's just a starting point. Say, it's just a starting point. It's just a starting point. You got to train yourself in this manner. So you can come out of this deficit that you actually were. Yeah. Look what he says. He says, and having a written, watch this now. So watch this. Having a readiness to avenge all disobedience. When your disobedience is fulfilled. When your obedience is what? Let me go to this one more time. And having a readiness to what? Or avenge all what? When your what? Obedience is fulfilled. So at the point that you start to obey God, God's going to start to deal with those areas of your life that are open. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. Did you catch that? Amen. He says having a readiness to revenge all disobedience. In other words, it's got to be in your mind, God, I want you to deal with this particular thing in my what? Life. you got to have a ready mind to even want to deal with it. Before God can begin to deal with the things that are in your own one. No. Look what he says now. Look at verse 7. Do ye look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trust in himself, he is in Christ. Let him also himself think it again. That he is Christ, even so are we Christ. For though I should boast somewhat more of our authority, which the Lord has given unto us for edification and not for the destruction... Watch, he says, I should not be ashamed that I may not seem as if I would terrify you with letters. What Paul was saying was, listen, Paul was correcting the people. And Paul was trying to get the house in order. And Paul spoke so strongly toward the behavior of the people that the people thought that Paul was trying to destroy them instead of trying to edify them. Yes. Do you understand that? Amen. He thought that, listen, because he was correcting them in certain what? errors of their life, they thought it was an offense to what he was saying. Yes. How many ever thought that I said something to you and you saw it as offense Amen. and not as edification? Amen. I, I, I warned you about doing some particular thing that was not within the framework of what, where God was actually taking you and you thought that I was opposing something that you actually wanted to do. Amen. That was the will of God. Amen. How, many, how many can relate to that? Amen. And you thought that what I was saying was contrary. Amen. To where the direction that you thought God was actually what? Taking. Taking you. But in reality, it was the opposite direction. Right. Amen. He says, there's a way that seemeth what? Right unto a man. But the end there leads to what? Destruction. And sometimes God, let the man of God see the direction that you're going and give you warning. But you're so engaged in what you're doing that you think God is behind. That what I'm saying becomes contrary to what you're thinking. Do you understand that? Amen. 
That's what Paul was facing with the people. They thought that Paul was trying to keep something from them, and God was trying to keep something. But what, what, what did Satan say to, to Adam and Eve? He said, he said, he said, God knows that the day if you eat of this what? Tree, you'll be like what? God. The, the enemy convinced Eve and Adam that, listen, God is trying to keep something from you. So when the man of God, the woman of God is ministering to you and give you a word of correction or give you another direction to go outside the direction in which you are going, it's not to keep something from you, but it's to keep you from something that's trying to destroy you. Amen. Because the enemy always paints a pretty what? Picture. Are you with me so far? Amen. He says, for though I should boast somewhat more of our authority, which the Lord has given us for what? Edification. And not for your destruction. I should not be ashamed. That I may not seem as if I would terrify you by letters. Amen. So anytime that you say, I heard someone say earlier during their testimony point, they said, although Bishop is kind of rough, technically what they were speaking about, the same thing they spoke about in Corinthians. Though he's kind of hard. The only reason why I'm hard is because I'm trying to get you to go in the direction that God wants you to what? Go. Not for my purpose, right. but for his what? But the direction in which you're going, you think it's right for you because you think it's going to get you to where you want to go. And I'm saying it's going to put you in a further more, a more of a deficit than a... Yes. You hear what I'm saying? Amen. How many hear what I'm saying? Amen. How many understand this today? Amen. So, with that saying, with that saying, Lean not to your own what? Understanding. But in all your ways. Acknowledge him. And he shall direct your what? Am I finished? Am I finished? Amen. Am I finished? Am I finished? Amen. Am I, you know I'm not finished, but I know I got to what? Finish. I'm not finished, but I know I have to what? Finish. I have to finish. Amen. Are you with me so far? Amen. Watch this as we close. Watch this as we close. Join hands with your neighbor. Stand to your feet. Join hands with your neighbor. Stand to your feet. I had other points, but I want to close on this one. Bow your head. Close your eyes. The Bible says, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Stand still and see the salvation of God. Yes. What I want you to do in this next season, over the next few months, because we done, we done slipped out of springs, we're about to end summer, about to go into the fall season. And a lot of things that you sought to accomplish this year, you're, you're, you're looking and you're running out of time. There's some things you won't be able to accomplish this year. So I would say the remainder of this year is a year of recovery. Amen. From everything that you've already done. Amen. Let it be a time to recover. Amen. How many need a time to recover? Amen. Time to replenish. Amen. A time to get your own personal house in order. Amen. A time to get your head back on the right track in God. So it's a time of refreshing, a time to recalibrate, a time to reflect on where God has brought you and where you are. It's a time to stand still and see the salvation of God. And so with this prayer, I want to incorporate this prayer in your reality. Father God, I celebrated January. We brought in January with a celebration. We talked about all the things that we could accomplish this year. We've been extremely product productive in this year. You blessed us. And yet, God, at the end, close to the end of this year, we're... We're beginning to feel a sense of emptiness, a void, a hunger. 
And so, God, we come into this house today to find clarity, to gain understanding, to get insight. Father, we appreciate the word of God that says, lean not to your own understanding. And today, we acknowledge that, oh God, that we cannot lean to our own understanding. But you said, oh God, to acknowledge you in all your ways, and you shall direct our path. So God, today we come to the house of God for one reason, to regain direction. Give us direction, oh God. Everything that we put our hand to do, oh God, that you've blessed. But yet, God, we, we desire, oh God, for you to direct us even more. So Heavenly Father, we repent of every wrong decision that we made this year thus far everything oh god that we've you placed in our hand that we mishandled forgive us forgive us oh god for allowing oh god our flesh to have preeminence over the spirit Forgive us, O oh God, for leaning to our own understanding and not seeking counsel. For you said that the multitude of counsel, one obtains wisdom. God, we come before your presence today, O oh God. Thanking you, O oh God, for an atmosphere where we can be honest with ourselves. Be, be transparent, O oh God, with one another. God, we need you more now than ever before. We need you, God. We need you, God. We need you, God. We need you, God. There are three things that I want to leave you with. That will help you stay in that place where God is able to continue to make provision for you. There are three things that I want you to govern your life by after today. Just three things. Three things I want you to monitor in your own behavior. That will bring you out of the place of deficit. A place of uncontentment and a place of productivity. Three things that I want you to be mindful of. The first is found in Ephesians 4.29, just one scripture. And it says this, I want you to monitor this going forward. And I need you to correct yourself as you go forward. Don't wait for others to correct you. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, God, I need you to correct me on the, in the moment that this type of behavior comes out of my mouth. It's in Ephesians 4 and 29. It says, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth. Watch what you say. Say, neighbor, neighbor. in the remaining of this year, if you want the hand of God to rest upon your life in the midst of this famine, watch what you say. It says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up. As fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear it. So in this season, when God is withdrawing his word and he's hiding his word because he wants there to be a hunger for the word of God, for those that would be the recipients of his grace, he wants you to govern what you say out of your mouth to other people. Only say what is edifying 
to the upbuilding of the person. Edification. Edification. It's a spiritual term, but it has natural meaning. Edification means this. The instruction or improvement of a person morally or intellectually or spiritually. So when I correct you, when I edify you, I'm edifying you at three levels. Morally, intellectually, and spiritually. So edification is not just me trying to inspire you spiritually. Edification may be correcting you morally. Number two, Romans 14, 19. So let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. So as you partner with somebody, as God allows you to walk with somebody, how can two walk unless they what? Agree. Agree. He said, let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. So make sure the people that are in your life are edifying you as much as you're edifying them. Number one, watch what you say. Number two, watch the company that you keep and make sure the people around you are edifying you the same way you're edifying them. So guard against lazy people. People that are not productive. Productive. And they're only eating from your garden. But they're not planting any seed. Guard against those types of individuals. Or else they're going to pull you out of your character. And you're going to say some stuff that you don't need to say. Finally, in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 11, Therefore, encourage one another. Encourage one another and build one another up. Just as 